Pack your bags, it's time to visit Las Vegas, America's capital for fun and entertainment. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. It's springtime in the desert, and as usual, there's a lot going on in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas Never Sleeps, I'm Stephen Maggi. Up first, you'll meet another one of those incredibly talented entertainers that you probably never heard of. But if you visit other countries around the world, you just might know him. His name is Zach Huon, a singer with an incredible voice who grew up in South Africa, but has spent many years in Las Vegas. He does some unique impressions of celebrities such as Roy Orbison and Meatloaf, but is also a talented songwriter that has hits in different cities all over the world. Later, we'll take a look at the Vegas Strip through the lens of architecture. You'll meet world-renowned architect, urban designer, and author Stefan Al, who will discuss the parallel shifts in design and culture in the first of a two-part visit. Also, you'll have a chance to win a copy of his beautifully photographed book, The Strip. Stay tuned for details. All that, plus a visit with your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. Scott will tell you where to find the best desserts in town. You know, in Las Vegas, there are so many great acts that you can see around town and so forth. But there are some that are particularly good that maybe you haven't heard of but really should. And I ran across one of those things, some good friends from Las Vegas. Of course, we're looking constantly. They've sent me people to go talk to and so forth. And they said, oh, we have the singer that's really good. His name is Zach Helon. Well, you know, okay, there's a lot of good singers in Las Vegas. We've talked about some. But they sent me some YouTube things, and I'm telling you, look up Zach Huon. It's spelled Z-A-C and then H-I-L-O-N. He's fantastic. He's got the old style singing, but it, it, but it doesn't feel old. And Zach, welcome to the show. I know you, you're not in Vegas right now. You're actually in Europe, but you'll be heading back. You're a regular that comes out here. You've been doing this for a while, right? I mean, you started in South Africa and now become kind of an international uh, celebrity. I wouldn't call myself a celebrity. I mean, Bon Jovi is a celebrity, but, uh, but thank you, Stephen, and thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> yeah, you're quite welcome. But, you, you know, yeah, I, I know what you mean. That, that Bon Jovi moment hasn't happened yet, but you have been on TV, radio. You've done a number of commercials and stuff, and again, these music videos are really impressive. Talk a little about your career. Is it all what you thought it was going to be when you decided to get into music and so forth? I know you've been influenced by a lot of the great singers of the past. Yeah, well, you know, I started at a very early age. I had the privilege of joining a, a performing arts school in South Africa. That's my homeland, which is equivalent to the TV show Fame back in the 80s. I don't know if you remember that show. And yeah. uh, that's where I basically studied uh, uh, acting, singing, guitar playing, and all that. And from there, it snowballed, and they chose me to be a, a household singer for local TV stations. And uh, I had a great career as a young kid. And from there, it snowballed to uh, putting a band together with original songs. And we opened up for like some really famous bands like Duran Duran, Brian Adams. And, uh, you know, we lived uh, the, life, the good old life of uh, rock and roll and uh, whatever comes with it, um, which was fun. Not anymore. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, yes, and... Uh, I've always had the dream to come to the U.S. and live the American dream. And finally, one day I decided that, that it was time. And uh, funny enough, I was traveling in uh, the Holy Land, and I uh, uh, came for a visit as I have family here. And um, 
I met my wife here, and um, sooner or later, uh, we got married, and uh, we moved to the U.S., and we lived there, and uh, I had this wonderful opportunity to work there during uh, very difficult times, during the recession. You know, I started out the Legends in Concert, and... Um, uh, as Roy Orbison, and uh, I, li- I worked uh, on a couple of other shows, and um, I had an awesome time there, seriously. I had a great time. You know, you mentioned Roy Orbison, and I just wanted to touch base on that, because you do do impressions, and you're not one of these guys, that's all you do, it's far from that, but these impressions... Roy Orbison, for one, I mean, you know, I know you do Elvis, and a lot of people do that, but not a lot of people do, like, Meatloaf or the Blues Brothers, and... If people are wondering how good you actually are, I know Roy Orbison's son, Alex Orbison, said uh, he, he really appreciates the fact he, he believes that you help keep his dad's memory alive. It's such a good impression. Yeah, as a matter of fact, that was probably one of the most uh, uh, best compliments and uh, emotional compliments that I've ever received in my entire life was to actually hear Roy Orbison's son say something like that to me. I mean, how many people get that opportunity? And besides that, I also get, uh, I've got a wonderful endorsement from the Sinatra family uh, who have been uh, supporting me for uh, quite a few years now. And uh, that's really helped me along the way. Yeah, well, you know, you've gotten a lot of uh, critical acclaim. Uh, People like Engelbert Humperdinck, which, you know, a lot of people may not remember anymore, but he was a fantastic singer at one time. He was like a Tom Jones uh, back in the 60s and 70s, and he talks about your voice. And Frankie Shinto, who we've actually had on the show, talks about your voice. And I'm thinking, I listen to it, it's great stuff, and that's why you can do somebody like Meatloaf, who's really one of the great singers out in the rock world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and funny you should Frankie, uh, mention Frankie uh I recently appeared on the Dennis Bono show with him uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, let me tell you, this guy, he, he's the real deal. If you really want to watch a talent, that is the one guy to go and check out. Um, I know he's performing at the, the Plaza downtown, so go check him out. He's really very good. He's brilliant. Talk about the kind of music you play, because you do your own music, so talk a little bit about that. And also, I understand you have an album that you're starting to put the final touches on. Yes, so after many years of performing, doing the, the rounds and the nightclubs and the uh, the vintage shows and uh, all the good old stuff, you know, uh, vintage Vegas style, uh, I decided that I, uh, I've always been a songwriter and uh, I haven't written for many, many years. We're talking about 20 years. And uh, I decided one morning I woke up and something just hit me out of the blue and um there was a radio station in Las Vegas that called me up and said, Zach, we're playing, by the way, we're playing your old album on our uh, radio station. I said, what? <laughs> and I was in Europe at the time. I had no idea they were playing my music. And they said, and it's really picking up. People are requesting your songs. And one thing snowballed into another, and uh, they uh, got me onto their show. I appeared, and I played some unplugged songs, which I could hardly remember. It's been so many years since I played them. And uh, something just hit me. And I decided that uh, I was going to go for it again. And uh, so I started writing new songs. And um, I looked around for good studios to restart recording a new album. You know, nowadays the industry has changed so much. Record companies don't sign uh, artists uh, out of the blue. You know, you have to uh, probably, you have to start everything on your own and do it on your own until somebody takes notice of you. 
So uh, I started uh, doing things on my own. I booked my own recording studio in South Africa because it was much more affordable. I found a magnificent uh, uh, producer. His name is Marius Brower, who is an absolute genius. And once you hear the material, you'll say to yourself, wow, seriously. And um, so I'm absolutely uh, very, very happy with the product so far. We were midway. And uh, we're planning on uh, shooting four music videos in Las Vegas back-to-back. Now, part of this album, I'm bringing a lot of 80s gimmicks to this album, which means um, each song has got a story that goes with it, such as my first single is called Olivia Newton-John, which, mm-hmm. is, uh, which has been my first girlfriend. She was a poster on my wall. So I decided to write a song about Olivia Newton-John, and uh, after I recorded the song... I contacted her publicist, who actually lives in Las Vegas, and um, he hooked me up with her manager, and I went to see her uh, concert in Beverly Hills, and the manager organized me a uh, private meet and greet with her, and we talked about the song, and she was very kind and very sweet, and uh, I finally asked her the question if she would make a a cameo appearance on the uh, video, and... uh, it was basically a smile with a nod, and I basically understood that. Speak to my manager, and uh, so so I'm expecting her to appear in it when the time comes. Oh, that's great! You know, and she still looks so good, and uh, and it's still a really popular act. We know, and when she comes to Vegas, it's always greeted well and so forth. It's just the great memories from that time period. You'll hear more from Zach Hewan in just a moment. Meanwhile, let's take a listen to one of his international hits, Wasting So Much Time. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. I'm sitting down, wasting so much time. My time is true and there's nothing I can do. Oh, another minute and I'm gonna go out of my mind. Sitting down, wasting so much time. class hotels, dining, gaming, special events, and more. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You may not realize it, but there's a source of renewable energy right in your neighborhood, and you're helping to power it. Today, waste management is using the resources at our disposal to create energy from waste. Enough green energy to power over one million homes. It's an idea we're proud to drive forward. From everyday collection to environmental protection. Think green. Think waste management. Forgotten Heroes, the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute. They were asked to risk their lives in order to save their enemy. The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund. We need someone to go in there and bring them out. From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veteran. They are forgotten heroes. 
Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. Are you looking to save money on your prescription medications? Are your prescription costs too high? Are you paying out of pocket for your meds? Or is your copay too high? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you've got to check out the RX Cut free prescription discount card. And getting your free discount card is easy. All you do is go to the website rxcutdiscounts.com. The free RX Cut prescription discount card allows you to get significant discounts on either brand name or generic prescription medications, and it also works on meds with high copays. There are no fees, no forms, no personal information needed, and the cards are active immediately. Discount cards are also good for the entire family, and they never expire. Again, to get your free discount cards, visit rxcutdiscounts.com. You may get the free discount card either by U.S. mail, email, text, or simply print out the discount card online. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach that does so much more than just business. Logan, do you find that people come to you thinking about business and ended up leaving where it's really about their entire life? That's actually a great question because what I find is that people often come to me and ask, am I a business coach, am I a career coach, am I a life coach? And I say, I don't care what you call me because when you change any part of your life, so if we're talking about your career or your relationship, it's going to change everything. So when we make changes in one part, it touches every part of our life. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure. You can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you can also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. You may be hearing about people having trouble making mortgage payments and risking losing their homes. Many of them just aren't aware of the options that can prevent foreclosure. There are many options available to homeowners, such as repayment and forbearance plans, loan modifications, and even refinancing. Where does someone go for help? They should talk directly with their lender or a qualified HUD-approved counseling agency. Both can provide helpful information without charging a fee. According to PMI Mortgage Insurance Company, it's not a good idea to pay for services that you can get for free from a lender or a qualified nonprofit counseling agency. To learn more, visit homesafepmi.com or call HUD at 1-800-569-4287 for a counseling agency near you. That's 1-800-569-4287. This message is brought to you by PMI, supporting sustainable home ownership that strengthens communities. We return to Vegas Never Sleeps. Here's Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Zach Helon, whose new album is expected later in the year. In the meantime, here's a cut from a recent hit called Rhapsody. If I reveal to you the truth of what I feel, this world deep inside me, would you believe? If I would let you in this world of endless seas, deep ocean of Yeah. 
you thinking the album then uh, maybe later in the year? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I have because um, also the, my second single is called Christmas in July. It's a uh, Christmas single, so it has to be uh, released by the end of this year. Um, that is the deadline. And by the way, Christmas in July will also star two iconic actresses from the Police Academy franchise. If you remember the Police Academy movies. Yeah. So uh, the, the one that played uh, Hooks Laverne, her name is Marion Ramsey, and uh, Callahan, uh, Leslie Easterbrook, the sergeant with the big guns, they're both going to be playing uh, as cops in the music video. And, um, and they're very good friends of mine. So just imagine having such great friends who want to take part in your, uh, in your uh, dream yeah. uh, album. So um, I'm quite happy about that. This is you're going to put this so it's available on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, all that stuff, correct? Automatically, it will of course uh, go uh, digital. It has to. That's the world we're living in. Um, but uh, right now, I'm currently in negotiations and um, I'm looking for management. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, once I get that together, um, then uh, all that will be taken care of by um, that side of things, you know. By, by them, it won't have anything to do with me. But yes, it will go digital and we'll have hard copies, absolutely. Now, do you have any, uh, you know, you mentioned your old stuff that was playing in Vegas. Can we get a hold of any of that stuff? Well, absolutely, of course. Well, first of all, I have an older album, which is on uh, iTunes and Amazon and, and all the online uh, digital uh, uh, networks. Uh, the album is called Out of the Dark, which is what's currently being played in eight countries and um, has been the number one in some of the radio stations for many, many weeks. So that's my, my first original album. And uh, besides that, if you go to YouTube and uh, type my name out, you'll be able to see quite a few videos there of my original music, plus covers uh, from the shows that I've been doing. Zach, we'll keep track of your career, and we'll make sure that when you're back in Vegas and you're appearing, we'll, we'll let people know about that. In the meantime, if they want to get a hold of things, again, let's mention the album Out of the Dark. It's on iTunes, Amazon, and Spotify. You're all over YouTube, some great stuff, and uh, you're heading back to, uh, you're, I know you're in Europe right now. You're going to go back to South Africa. You'll be back in another month or two. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at uh, coming back to San Diego end of next month, and then I'll be coming to Vegas for uh, for a couple of days to uh, finish up some TV shows and uh, probably in another appearance on the Dennis Bono show. Zach, thanks so much for being with us. Really appreciate it. Thank you. And if I may, uh, uh, to all my friends and fans out there, you know, you can follow me at uh, on Facebook uh, and uh, Twitter and Instagram uh, at Zach Hillon which is Z-A-C-H-I-L-O-N, at Zach Hillon. We will do that. Thanks, Zach. Thank you very much, Stephen. Well, those of you that live in Las Vegas or visited Las Vegas over the years and stuff know that the Strip, the key road in Las Vegas, of course, has changed back from the mid-20th century. It's gone through changes and so forth. Well, there's a fascinating book out right now that talks about the architecture and how that architecture really kind of follows how our culture has changed. The author is Stefan Al. He is a Dutch architect and urban designer, associated professor of urban design at the University of Pennsylvania, and the new book is called The Strip. It's a great book. Well, Stefan, 
welcome to the show. I got to say, I was fascinated by it. This really, the way you describe it, the strip really is a way through the architecture there that we can study our own history. Yeah, thanks, Stephen, and thanks for the invitation. Uh, yeah, I, that's what I uh, I found because um, because it's so so dependent on uh, tourists, the strip, and and outsiders, uh, and that uh, Las Vegas developers from the beginning uh, had a very close pulse on what was trending and what was new and cutting edge, uh, and all these uh, latest trends you see reflected. Uh, on the strip as soon as they uh, happen. Uh, and that's why, you know, if you write a history of the strip, it's almost a history of American culture and, and architecture as a whole. Let's go through that history then. Uh, let's start out in the old days, back in the, you know, the 40s and so forth. It really, we were looking at the old Wild West, right, in a ranch type of town. So how do you see it then? Was that kind of the country, you know, post-World War II, kind of getting ready for the, what, the new inventions that were going to come in the 20th and 21st centuries? So the, the first casinos uh, on the Strip in uh, the early 1940s, they were uh, kind of dressed up like uh, Western saloons, like Wild West uh, uh, types uh, casinos, like, like the El Rancho and the Last Frontier. The Last Frontier even had its own uh, theme park. Before uh, Disneyland uh, existed in Los Angeles, Las Vegas already had its own theme park, and it was part of a casino. It had all these uh, kind of uh, cowboys walking around. It, it had uh, these uh, kind of Western-style architecture. Uh, it had, like, relics from uh, from the 18th and 19th century. It had uh, uh, mining trains. Uh, and all of it was for free uh, so that... You know, the idea was like people would go uh, into the casino after they visited uh, the theme park. But uh, why that's reflective at, at the time? Because at the time uh, there was uh, a large interest in uh, in wild western uh, movies, um, and uh, that's why the first developers kind of used this uh, image of the wild west to to cater to tourists because it was popular. But then after the Second World War. Uh, they completely abandoned the Wild West for this new image that then uh, becomes more popular. Uh, and, and this is reflective of kind of overall societal changes that happened in the United States at the time. After the Second World War, uh, American soldiers uh, returned from the war, and uh, the United States uh, government is uh, helping people to, to own homes, and there's a big uh, transition uh, in which people move from the cities to the suburb. It's a nationwide uh, suburbanization from uh, kind of the, the frost belt to the sun belt uh, cities and suburbs. And this goes hand in hand with a new architectural style. And Los Angeles was at the forefront of these new uh, buildings that cater to the rise of the car. And uh, they had driving coffee shops and, and restaurants. Back with more from Stefan Al, author of The Strip, when we return. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. From the famous to the fascinating, in a climate as fun, fast, and flashy as Las Vegas, this is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi.
I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach that does so much more than just business. Logan, do you find that people come to you thinking about business and ended up leaving where it's really about their entire life? That's actually a great question because what I find is that people often come to me and ask, am I a business coach? Am I a career coach? Am I a life coach? And I say, I don't care what you call me because when you change any part of your life, so if we're talking about your career or your relationship, it's going to change everything. So when we make changes in one part, it touches every part of our life. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure. You can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you could also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. Waste management has earth-friendly plans that fit the biggest corporations and recycling programs to help smaller companies get started. We're there for you every night and on the job with you every day. When you put waste management to work, you get an environmental partner and big ideas for every size business. From everyday collection to environmental protection, think green, think waste management. To learn more, visit WM.com. Forgotten Heroes, the independent film that Hollywood refused to distribute. They were asked to risk their lives in order to save their enemy. The producers of Forgotten Heroes are donating 25% of all sales to the American Veterans Disabled for Life Memorial Fund. We need someone to go in there and bring them out. From first-time director Jack Marino, the home run for America's Vietnam veteran. They are Forgotten Heroes. Buy the DVD now at ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. That's ForgottenHeroesTheMovie.com. Dear Daddy, dear Mom, I love you. I miss you. I'm proud to call you my father. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of our fallen military. Heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Orlando. Did you know that more than 8,500 children have lost a parent in military service since 9-11? Our soldiers died fighting for our freedom, and their children, they continue to suffer the loss. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit charity that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. Their year-long efforts culminate in a special week of fun, friendship, and hope. We can never fully express the gratitude for the ultimate sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Please, you join me? Donate now at snowballexpress.org. It's our last errand today, Jimmy. Just need to pick up some light bulbs. Whoa, there's so many. Did Grandma tell you which ones to buy? No, but check out the label on this package. It'll help us find the right bulbs. Does it really matter? Well, sure. The new light bulbs use a lot less energy, so we save money on our electric bill by using an energy-saving incandescent, CFL, or LED. How about this bulb? Well, let's see. We need to replace the 60-watt bulbs in our bedside lamps. That one is 800 lumens, so it should do the trick. I've never heard of lumens. Lumens tell us how bright the light is. The more lumens, the brighter the bulb. You know, Grandpa, you're a pretty bright guy. (laughs) Yeah, you're pretty smart yourself, Jimmy. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy. 
And now, more Vegas Never Sleeps. Here's Stephen Maggi once again. You are listening to Stephen Al, author of The Strip. We were just discussing the importance of the car and the move to the suburbs after World War II and how that affected the architecture of the Las Vegas Strip. One thing that's really typical that happened around the time is sort of a race for the most sumptuous and most interesting uh, pool. So mm-hmm. as Americans start to move to suburbs and uh, move into single-family uh, homes, they also kind of desire uh, a large pool, and, and this pool becomes very central in uh, the Las Vegas casino complex after the war, like in the late 40s and the, and the 50s. And uh, Las Vegas developers try almost every uh, every shape and every letter in the alphabet, and some uh, some pools even had uh, underwater music, and there were floating craps ta- tables and poolside slot machines. Uh, but the architecture looked completely different from the Western um, uh, phase, in that it was very sleek, modern lines, a lot of glass, uh, concrete. These were the kind of the latest um, car-oriented buildings that were um, emerging, um, uh, particularly in, in Los Angeles, and they they now. Uh, had a forum on the Las Vegas Strip. Uh, well, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned theme parks, and, and we'll continue with this history because you're, you're right. This really is like a theme park. It started out like a Knott's Berry Farm in the old ghost town, and now you, know, you talk about the, the new thing with the pools. So then they go on to a world that's really like Epcot Center, right, where you can visit yeah. the entire world by going down the Strip. Yeah. So that really happens in the in the late 1990s when uh, developers start to copy entire cities, a copy of the Eiffel Tower, a copy of the Rialto Bridge in Venice and the Campanile, uh, and there's a Monte Carlo and uh, the Bellagio, which uh, which has a massive uh, art- artificial lake themed after Lake Como, and so there's all these uh, copies uh, that uh, happen, particularly in that phase. And that kind of coincides with a national trend in which, uh, you know, for instance, the New Urbanist, that's an urban design group, they uh, design a lot of uh, suburbs kind of themed after uh, turn-of-the-century uh, American towns. So there's this, uh, there's this nationwide trend in, in uh, using history and, and manufacturing uh, heritage for, for the built environment. Uh, so, so this then uh, becomes a really interesting phase, and developers competing with another. You know, who gets the building that is uh, the most accurate copy of the original? So, the New York, New York, for instance, uh, had a, an entire skyline that included, uh, you know, the Empire State Building, the Chrysler Building, and. The, the uh, Venetian went even further in copying uh, Venice, and they even flew in a, a historian from, from Venice to make sure that all the styrofoam uh, <laughs> uh, monuments were uh, looked authentic, uh, and, and they repainted all these uh, frescoes from, uh, from the 15th and 16th century with uh, painstaking detail uh, and accuracy. So it becomes... Uh, this race. So whereas this race was in, in the 50s around who had the nicest pool, then, then in the late 90s it becomes all about, you know, who has the best copy of a, uh, of, of a city. 
And now they've moved into this modern phase, and you're seeing places like the Cosmopolitan and Aria that really uh, get away from that and kind of go to this uh, skyline thing. And is that kind of a move into the 21st century as you see it? Yeah, that's right. There's two important trends that um, you know that, that, that this speaks of. First of all, um, I think what we're seeing in cities around the world is um, is kind of a trend that we call um, the Bilbao effect. So there was a Frank Gehry, who was a celebrated architect from Los Angeles. He he designed the Guggenheim Museum in uh, Bilbao, which was a very spectacular building. $200 million building that really helped revitalize that uh, city and brought in a lot of tourists to uh, kind of what was before uh, a somewhat uh, lacking um, industrial town. And now it's really on the map. So cities around the world are commissioning uh, famous architects to build these kind of modern uh, icons, these original style uh, buildings. Uh, and uh, Las Vegas also um, or at least on the strip, has adopted this trend. At the same time, there's a new demographic that uh, the developers are, are targeting, and these are the millennials. Uh, these are younger uh, demographic that uh, cares a lot about brands. They don't want copies. They don't want fakes. Um, so that's all part of the same um, trend. We'll be right back with more from the author of The Strip, Stefan Al. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Manchi. Check us out on Twitter and at twitter.com forward slash Vegas Never Sleeps. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You'd never suspect that you could find natural beauty as part of a working landfill. You can. Today, waste management landfills provide more than 17,000 acres of protected land for wildlife habitats. Working closely with communities and the Wildlife Habitat Council, we can ensure there will be protected space for native animal and plant life to thrive. From everyday collection to environmental protection, think green, think waste management. With all the talk of fake news today, it's getting harder to know who to trust. Thousands of websites, millions of opinions, even the mainstream media has gotten caught in dishonest reporting. Now, if you're looking for information you can trust, why don't you try westernfreepress.com. At Western Free Press, they let you know where they stand and you can judge for yourself. No fake news, no feigned objectivity, just straight news and strong opinion. That's westernfreepress.com. Hello? Lisa, it's Janet. What's wrong? Oh, it's just the bridesmaids' dresses for Lindsay's wedding. Oh, no. Tell me they're not fuchsia. Oh, they're not fuchsia. Then what? Oh, they're gaudy, aren't they? All ruffles and lace. <laughs> Great. We'll look like a chorus line. No, no, no. They're really quite simple. It's the material I'm most concerned about. Oh, I knew it. I specifically said no chiffon. I mean, it's so passe. I just don't it's think... It's not chiffon. Then what? They're made out of old yellow pages. What? I didn't catch that. It sounded like you said they're made out of old yellow pages. Yep, I'm afraid you heard right. It's got something to do with recycling and good karma on her wedding day. Oh, that's special. I'm not going to know whether a guy's checking me out or just looking for the number of a good mechanic. Funny. Very funny. There's a better way to recycle your outdated Dex phone books. Find out just how easy we've made it in your neighborhood. Call 1-877-2-GET-DEX or log on to DexNose.com. 
Dear Mom, I love you. I miss you. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of fallen soldiers. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Orlando. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. We can never repay the sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Donate now at snowballexpress.org. My son Casey was a bright, fearless 20-year-old with a boundless future ahead of him. But in the blink of an eye, he was gone. While out riding a skateboard, Casey fell. He was not wearing a helmet, or whole family wishes he was. It could have saved his life. I'm Captain Kevin Raffelli of the San Mateo Police Department. Parents, encourage your kids to strap on a helmet every time they jump on a bike, scooter, or skateboard. Think of my son Casey and use your head. Put a helmet on. It could save your life. A message from the Consumer Product Safety Commission. I had a sore in my mouth that just wouldn't go away. And after a couple of weeks, I went to my doctor. A sore, lump, or thick patch in your mouth or throat could be a symptom of oral cancer. My doctor told me I was smart to come in. He said that oral cancer is more common in African-American men than in any other group in the U.S. It turns out I did have oral cancer. But it was caught early and my treatment was successful. I'm glad I got it checked. That probably saved my life. If you're an African-American man, you need to know about oral cancer. Visit a doctor or dentist if you see changes in your mouth that don't go away after two weeks. It's important to get an oral cancer exam because if you do have cancer, the earlier it's caught, the better. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, National Institutes of Health. Time for more Vegas Never Sleeps. Again, here's your host, Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Stefan Al, Dutch architect and urban designer, associate professor of urban design at the University of Pennsylvania, and author of the book The Strip. Stefan, you were just telling us that the new designers in Las Vegas are concerned with elegance and modern themes. Even uh, they're commissioning, you know, world-class artists to uh, create um, you know, million-dollar art pieces like Klaus Oldenburg and uh, Project City Center alone has, uh, I think, an uh, art collection that's worth about $150 million. So they're using uh, authentic art and, and celebrity uh, architecture to attract people. You have a great description in your book. Las Vegas is not afraid to tear something down and do something different. They've done it all the time. That's why they've been able to have all these changes, and you call it creative destruction. And with that yeah. in mind, I wanted to ask you, if somebody that studied city planning or stuff, do they think it's just like, you know, no, just say yes to everything? Or is there really kind of a thought as this is going on, as the planners are going, to kind of do this with a theme in mind? What do you think? So what's, what's fascinating is that uh, the, the Las Vegas developers, they don't suffer from baggage, right? They, they're, they're willing to embrace the latest trend, and even if that means blowing up perfectly fine uh, buildings. So you know, in other, other places around the world, maybe the average lifespan of a building is, is 50 years, if not more, but on the Strip, 
uh, it can be as, as soon as, you know, maybe a couple of years after a building has been built that uh, already parts of it are being demolished and rebuilt uh, or the entire building uh, gets imploded. And this is why, you know, Las Vegas also has the reputation of being the implosion uh, capital of the world. So on one hand, that's certainly kind of wasteful and destruction. But on the other hand, it's also creation and innovation. And you can argue that Las Vegas has really uh, been on the forefront of pioneering new uh, experiences, uh, experimenting with architecture, inventing new uh, cultures uh, that are really uh, fascinating. And you only have to go to, for instance, the Neon uh, Museum, you know, the, the boneyard that has all the old neon signs, and you realize that this is important kind of cultural heritage. Right? That's where all yeah. the old neon signs of the 60s and 70s That's a great place. Uh, go to retire. And, you know, and, and uh, you know, they have an afterlife, right? People love to go <laughs> yeah. there and they take pictures. Uh, you can even get married there. Uh, and it's a, it's a very meaningful place. So, sure, on one hand, um, it's, it's this kind of cutthroat uh, um, innovation also leads to destruction. But on the other hand, there's been a lot of uh, innovations and, and a lot of uh, kind of architectural marvels that were created. Now, Stefan, I want to ask you, how does transportation fit into this? Obviously, at one time, the Strip was a relatively small road. It's now huge. There's stoplights. Yeah. But also, there's monorails going around and so forth like that. Is that all part of it? And you see that as constantly changing as well? Yeah, what's 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 happened as the strip has become more uh, successful and creating uh, more uh, hotel rooms and building bigger casinos, it's really changed from what was pure uh, kind of a car-oriented place in which you drive around, you park your car in a surface parking lot, and you walk to the casino to to this very exciting sidewalk, and you see pedestrians and 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 casino companies like MGM. Uh, are now doing kind of pedestrian planning. They're building sidewalks with with trees and benches. They're even building an, an entire park, so really to appeal to pedestrians. Now, the car still plays a very important role, uh, and I think the monorail should be uh, expanded. Ideally, it should have gone through the strip itself instead of at the back of the casinos, because now you have to go walk all the way through. Right, and it should connect to the airport, right? Because we have, you know, 40 million visitors every year. Um, instead of jumping in a taxi, it would be much more efficient if you actually have a monorail that picks up uh, yeah. picks up the tourists and then just uh, rides them to the to the casino. You know, another thing this book has, you know, there's the whole thing of architecture, which is fascinating. It's a beautiful book. But the other part of it, which I find really interesting. Are the characters and Vegas characters are so much, and as you say, they really determine this. Three in particular yeah. that you talk about. So let's talk. First of all, everybody thinks if they think of the beginning of the strip, and it's not just him, but the the name that comes to mind is Bugsy Siegel. Now, I guess he's kind of like the the face of the mob which ran the city originally back in the 30s, yeah. 40s, and so forth. Yeah. No, he's a fascinating uh, character, and. Yeah, he actually, uh, it, the uh, Flamingo was not his idea. It was uh, someone else's ideas, but, but, you know, he saw the value of it. Uh, and then he, he more or less uh, took it over. But then, in a way, it was a very tragic fate. He completely overspent, and he flew in uh, 
flew in all these, um, you know, expensive materials. And this was right after the Second World War when, when materials were scarce. And he, he had, you know, expensive marble and, and stones. And uh, he completely um, installed this uh, amazing uh, tropical garden. So he completely blew the construction budget. Yeah. Uh, it ballooned about six, seven times from a million to a seven million. And, and as a result, you know, the casino at the beginning wasn't a success and, and he was uh, shot uh, by the mafia. We will continue our conversation with Stefan Al on next week's show. In the meantime, if you'd like a copy of The Strip, you can get it by buying it at some of the sites like Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other internet outlets. If you'd like a copy for free, though, we're having a contest. The first 10 respondents will receive a copy of this beautiful book that shows not only the history of the Strip, but shifts of American culture as well. Here's what you do. Send me an email at Stephen, with a V, at VegasNeverSleeps.com. That's Stephen, with a V, at VegasNeverSleeps.com. And while you're sending that, also let us know what you think of the show and some of the segments you'd like to add. Speaking of segments, your Vegas insider, Scott Robin, is next. Scott, from VitalVegas.com, will give you his choices for the best desserts in Las Vegas. Promises to be sweet. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Is there something you've always wanted to know about Las Vegas? Drop us a line at info at VegasNeverSleeps.com. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. I'm here with Logan Reed, my own personal business coach. You know, a lot of people may think this is all a bunch of psychobabble and that kind of thing. But in reality, this is stuff that on the surface may seem like we're going to explore our background, but actually we're just getting really in touch with ourselves to see how we can be more successful. Is that what you try to do with people? It is. So I'm not so interested in what's happened in the past. What I'm looking for is where people are now, where they want to be, and coaching always takes place in the gap. So what are the things, where are the places where they're getting stopped that's in that gap? And then when we move through those, they end up having what they want, whatever their goal is for themselves. Okay, we're all excited about it now. So how do we get involved? How do we get more information about about you and what you're doing? Sure, you can give me a call at 360-529-1848 or email me at logan at loganreadcoaching.com. And you could also check out my website if you want to learn more about me at loganreadcoaching.com. Dear Daddy, dear Mom, I love you. I miss you. I'm proud to call you my father. Every year, Snowball Express honors the children of our fallen military, heroes who made the ultimate sacrifice for our nation. Hi, everybody. I'm Tony Orlando. Did you know that more than 8,500 children have lost a parent in military service since 9-11? Our soldiers died fighting for our freedom, and their children, they continue to suffer the loss. Join me in proudly supporting Snowball Express, a nonprofit charity that creates opportunities to help heal the children of our fallen heroes. Their year-long efforts culminate in a special week of fun, friendship, and hope. We can never fully express the gratitude for the ultimate sacrifice our soldiers have made, but we can honor them by giving back to their children. Please, you join me? Donate now 
at snowballexpress.org. With all the talk of fake news today, it's getting harder to know who to trust. Thousands of websites, millions of opinions, even the mainstream media has gotten caught in dishonest reporting. Now, if you're looking for information you can trust, why don't you try westernfreepress.com. At Western Free Press, they let you know where they stand and you can judge for yourself. No fake news, no feigned objectivity, just straight news and strong opinion. That's westernfreepress.com. Hi, I'm Jet Williams. Even though I never knew my father, Hank Williams, his legacy taught me the meaning of lending a helping hand. That's why I support the Orphan Foundation of America. OFA is committed to providing education, mentoring, and a workplace readiness for thousands of teens aging out of the foster care system. With the help of OFA's support programs, these young people can go to college and trade school, graduate, and make the leap from foster care to success. To learn how you can help, visit Orphan.org. Back for more Vegas Never Sleeps. Once again, here's Stephen Maggi. Time now for our Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com. Scott comments about everything Vegas, and he knows where the best and the worst are. Today, we're going to talk about food, specifically where we can find the best dessert in town. Any one in particular that jumps out, you go, okay, if you like desserts, that's the place you're going to want to make sure you put on your list to see. Oh, that's a good question. Um, let us let me think, because a couple of my favorite dessert places, uh, Serendipity 3 had a $1,000 Sunday, which, of course, I had those pretty much daily. Uh, that was actually fairly delicious. And uh, that place is closed and is now... Um, called the Stripside Cafe or something. That's at Caesar's Palace. I uh, used to go to a place that where they would make the ice cream in front of you at Harrah's. That was absolutely de- delicious. Of course, that place closed too. Uh, the only place I would really say that's super memorable for me is uh, downtown at the California Lappert's Ice Cream. Uh, that's just been a favorite for years. It's kind of one of those gems that not everybody knows about or talks about, but the quality of the ice cream is just far and away superior. So that's right. That's kind of my default place to go for dessert. It's nothing fancy. There's no, nothing is deconstructed or, you know, there's no, uh, ice creamology going on it's just delicious ice cream and that's where i end up going you can hear scott each week and you can check him out every day if you'd like on his website vitalvegas.com scott's been on a roll lately breaking story after story about what's happening behind the scenes in las vegas and now with the vegas entertainment calendar let's take a look at some events that happen often that all the locals know about but you might not If you like food trucks, for example, every Thursday evening in the parking lot of Total Wine by Town Square, you'll find a gathering of local food trucks. They offer a variety of incredible tastes. You want to check it out. Go to Total Wine South Strip on the web. Cars and Coffee. You know, you've seen that show that Jerry Seinfeld does. Well, you can, of course, sort of relive that every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. over at Sandstone Park Play Shopping Center. You meet with local auto enthusiasts who bring their cars to take a look at it's free event but you do have to pay for your own coffee if you like baseball there's some great minor league baseball and that's a lot of fun you go by and see the las vegas 51s they're the minor league team of the new york mets and they play over at cashman field again a lot of fun 
The Walking Gourmet Culinary Mystery Tours. That's a tour of food tasting that takes place in either the Mandalay Bay or the Palazzo Venetian. Now, you'll visit four to five restaurants per tour with two to four tastings of incredible food. I mean, these restaurants are great. And cocktails per stop. The whole thing takes about three and a half hours, and the price is about $200 a person, but that's really a pretty good price when you consider all you get for that. Well, that's it for this week's show. Don't forget, you can win a copy of The Strip, the new book, simply by being one of the first emails sent to Stephen, with a V, at VegasNeverSleeps.com. Have a great weekend, and remember, Vegas never sleeps. We'll see you next week for more excitement and energy from the desert. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Don't be stupid with your skin. It's the only skin you're in. Know what's good and bad to do. Find the right and wrong for you. It's time you learn what it's about. Cause indoor tanning is out. UV lamps from a tanning bed, they can turn your skin beet red. Wrinkles come from the UV light, and eight spots make you go frightful sight. With UV light, it gets worse. Skin cancer is a wicked curse. Don't be the one that's tan and dead. Use your brain, use your head, it's time you learn what it's about. Cause indoor tanning is out. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology.